1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens podcast. My name is Gray. I'm back, and I did not expect Man City to almost sign a third of a new team while I was away.
0: Yeah, basically, right? It's uh, It's been pretty impressive. Uh, when compared to other teams in the Premier League, this is a – I mean, you talk about hitting the ground running, man. The transfer window hasn't even opened. This is ridiculous. This is just – it is. This ridiculous. is Christmas. This
1: is I was, Christmas. I was just supposed to be away for a nice, relaxing week, not expecting anything to really get done. But things got done. So here we are. Um, so for I'm Gray. That's Josh, obviously. If you listen to us, you know that. And um, so what this is going to be is we're going to – we have a whole – set of things planned, basically, to deal with all of this stuff that's gone down. Today, what we're going to talk about is we, we're going to talk about the guys that we know have signed or are signing, um, which includes Bernardo Silva, Ederson, and Sky reported this morning that um, Benjamin Mendy Benjamin isn't done, but he has chosen City. So we'll touch on that as well. And um, what we're going to do next um next week since we we know that there are we have the guys that we've got and we know there are still a million rumors flying around out there so what we're going to do is we are going to talk to Sam Lee from gold.com next week on a podcast and we are going to uh to deal with all the stuff about what about these central defenders? Or what about midfield? Or what about Alexis Sanchez? All that stuff, we are not going to touch on that in this podcast, but we are definitely going to go very in depth on it next week when we have Sam Lee, who will be able to offer probably more clarity than we can um, on, on topics such as that. So um, we, we know we got some questions. We'll we definitely we have seen those questions. We will pose those questions to the insider when we talk to him next week and you I'm
0: understand. sure you'd much rather have Sam answering these questions about targets than us because he actually talks to the club and gets information he actually knows, us. yeah he, Yeah, we, whereas we we, we, he know, may we, need do, golf. we see
1: we know we we talk to some people we read some things but we're not quite insiders he is right.
0: So we're, we're about as inside as you can get for Americans, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, outside of Mark Stein,
1: Mark Stein know, needs a job, so maybe he can be the uh,
0: yeah he can be the new insider. I, the Americans. I had su- I had suggested to Mark Stein that he he start work covering uh, Man City. Mark Stein that, come on our
1: podcast is what should happen. He,
0: Man, I, you know what? I, I will reach out to him and see if he's down. <laughs> i, I hundred serious, I will. Um, yeah,
1: so while we do that, Sam Lee will be on next week, and for now let's talk about the people who have signed and the order that they have signed or will sign, which leads us to Bernardo Silva, which came pretty much out of the blue I know that the the betting markets moved a little bit the day before, and that was really the only indication we had that anything was happening until he literally showed up at the CFA to uh, sign his contract and do his medical. So, um, it came out of nowhere in part because I think this is a position that a lot of people didn't really think Man City were going to target. They already have so many creative midfielders that I don't think people assumed that this was going to be something they were in for. But I think we both remarked toward the end of the season that we were noticing that Kevin De Bruyne was getting a little, looking a little bit tired. Oh, we have, we're going to talk about Yaya Tori signing a new contract as well. I forgot that at the beginning, but we are. But anyway, Bernardo Silva um, is the guy who can fit in with the other Silva, David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne, sort of rotate around with them, spell one of them on any given day. We have talked for so long about City's lack of depth. Like, we know they have a really good starting 11. Um, we know that, but there have been moments in the Pellegrini tenure and even this year, you could tell Guardiola kind of figured out quickly that there was a limit to how much he yeah. could trust the guys who weren't playing every week.
0: I think Guardiola also figured out, which we talked about way back when, and I don't even think people remember this. Remember there was a debate over the size of the squad Guardiola would carry because yes, I remember. he was, he was notorious for carrying small squads. And I said, I don't think that's going to happen in the Premier League because you can't do it. You just simply cannot do it. Not if you want I to think, compete before. I, I think, yeah, yeah no. and I think Guardiola figured that out. Man, you just figured it out. The,
1: the remit from the club and the manager is that this team wants to compete for all four trophies. And that's obviously, you know, we're not expecting the quadruple, but the goal is let's go win as much as we can. If we can yeah. win all
0: four, awesome. Certainly and, not as reported by James Robson, you know, where the should, main thing for Guardiola should, was that he had to win. That's tough. Not- I don't know how much of Calhoun's
1: end of season interview you've watched. I watched all of it last night. Um, yeah, basically, it's, 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 it's. I'm not really surprised that the club, if the club wants to become more insular with its media policy, considering everything that they say that gets twisted into something else. It reminds me of the Pellegrini five trophies in five years thing, which was said not as a target, but as, you know, sort of a, boy, wouldn't it be great if... Um, right. And and it, the media twisted into, if Pellegrini doesn't win five trophies in five years, he will have failed and they'll fire him, which was not true. Um, just like it's also not true that Pep Guardiola will be a failure if he fails to win the quadruple, although they would love it if they could win the quadruple. These things aren't usually exclusive, But, you know, we need headlines, we need clickbait, we need bullshit like that. And I don't swear often on this podcast, so I apologize, but it just seems like the most fitting thing to say at the moment. Anyway, um, on the topic of Bernardo Silva, um, I think this is the first real clear sign that there is actual long-term planning happening at this club now. Because it hasn't been happening often enough in the last several years. But this is both a guy who can contribute now in terms of sort of... In in terms of playing. Like, this is not like some backup that they've brought in to, to, to just be there in case someone gets hurt. This is a guy who can play every week if they need him to, but they won't need him to. He can spell Silva, he can spell De Bruyne, and... Um not only that, but this is quite clearly the long-term successor to David Silva, who is, you know, getting older. We don't like to admit that, but he is.
0: And well, he's getting older, and he's
1: never he's, really been healthy, you he's know? He's 31 I mean, years old. I mean, they kept him healthy this year, more or less, but we know yeah. that, we know that this is a guy who's probably within four or five years, is going to be either into the Yaya Toure squad rotation role or not at the club anymore. And that's where Bernardo Silva comes in.
0: Yeah. And I think the Bernardo Silva signing was a bit of a shock to me because we'd never even heard his name brought up. Like, it just... Until that day... We never yeah, heard I mean, anything. We've, we've been
1: hearing the same names since like March. You know, yeah. Alexis Sanchez. They want. We know. and Mbappe. Um,
0: Mbappe. Benjamin they would Dick.
1: like. Mendy has been tossed around for a few weeks. Ederson has He's been, been
0: tossed around for a few years.
1: Ederson has been tossed around for quite some time. Yes, yeah, pretty much since Guardiola took over. Um, so guys like that, you know, we're we're not see, We're we're not looking at that and being like, oh wow, that came out of nowhere, because it's not. Raga
0: Silva came out of nowhere. Yeah. He 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 just sort of popped up one day and was like, "Guess what? I'm at the CFA." And everyone was like, "Oh. Well, this isn't a crap signing, so nobody was upset by it. Like we we knew that city were going to raid Monaco. We didn't know exactly what they were going to take from Monaco. But I think at the end of the day, because there had been a lot of links to Fabinho, because Fabinho played right back, but Fabinho got moved to center midfield for Monaco this year, and I think Guardiola looked at Bernardo Silva versus Fabinho and said, give me the guy that's more talented and been playing the position longer. You know, I mean, it's great that Fabinho can double as a right back, but he was I mean, never really—he was they're, never really amazing they're as very, a right they're, back. They're
1: very different types of players. It's.
0: I will take Kyle Walker over him any day. Well, yeah,
1: I still want Fabinho. I think he'd be perfect, but because I, I don't think that he and Bernardo Silva occupy the same role. But no
0: I don't think they would either. but I'd also don't think that Monaco is going to sell more than two players to Man City like and and Benjamin Mendy is one of the likely signings so I don't
1: think they care as long as someone
0: pays <laughs> that' gonna that also be true because <laughs> that the, the remit from the club and their statement was, every one of our players is for sale. <laughs> like, Basically. They, yeah, they said that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Monaco is one of those squads that just, they're not worried about it because the talent they scout is so, they're, they're so good at scouting. They've already they're brought just,
1: in Yuri Tielemans, who's going to be yeah. a really good player.
0: Yeah, I, th- so. I think, I love Tielemans. I, I always tra- trade for him on FIFA. Uh, not that that sort of thing matters, but it's fun thing to say. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, you look at Monaco and and the job that I mean, this is the same club that sold James Rodriguez to Real. Like, I mean, they find talent; they'll be fine. So, it, I, I mean, if they were, if they're willing to sell Fabinho and City can get Mendy, uh, Fabinho and uh, Bernardo Silva, then I'm all for it because Kyle Walker can't play everything.
1: No, he can't. Um, the I, the, the I, feel like the the thing about Silva is that it's a, there's a clear focus happening on the midfield now. Um, City have put so much into the forward position, um, and are planning to put more into the forward position this
0: summer. And they've stated both Khaldun and Guardiola now that Aguero is not going anywhere. So Thank God for that. I I don't know how much more clear that
1: can get. I think it had been settled for, for some time now after the, his, his, his late season form when it became clear that something changed and he was much more adaptable to what they were asking him to do.
0: Um, Yeah. I think he was, I think he was on his way out possibly and then all of a sudden, it clicked for him, and Guardiola was like, you know what, wait a minute. <laughs> is
1: it possible that Gabriel Jesus getting hurt saved Sergio Aguero's city career
0: Which is a really funny thing to think. Yeah, and, and, and more importantly, it, it's when you look at the goals that Aguero was providing at the end of the season versus Jesus, not that Jesus still didn't score and provide assists, but when you look at Aguero's uh, goal ratio at the at 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 the end of the season, uh, it just became apparent, man, that this is just a guy you can't sell. You just can't sell him. I mean, you're not really gonna find anyone better. No, no. And if you do, what are they gonna cost you? Exactly. Like I mean, like I, I I I didn't I. I never thought I would see Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang go to PSG. Like, of all the clubs that were going to sign him, that was not even remotely close to one of the ones. I thought for sure he'd go to Real, possibly Manchester United. I know I really wanted him at City because he's just playing one of my favorite players. But PSG came out of nowhere, and I'm kind of surprised he wants to go to PSG over Dortmund, because, and I had this argument with somebody who's like, why PSG are as big of a club as Dortmund? No. No, they're not. PSG have only been around since the 70s, like, Dortmund has been around for a long time, and Everyone knows that Bayern Munich is the best club in Germany, but their foil have always been Dortmund. That's that's the rivalry. It's, it's, I, just, I, I, I don't see PSG, like, I mean, I don't know.
1: I think PSG are sure as hell more likely to win the Champions League in the next five years than Dortmund are.
0: Well, with Obama Yang now, sure. If Obama Yang had stayed with Dortmund, I don't believe that. I, I, don't I agree. I, I think
1: I, Dortmund are a feeder club. They're really—they're te- one of the world's leading feeder clubs, but they're a stepping stone to everyone leaving for Bayern or someone else.
0: And that may be—and that may be true. But Paris Saint Germain have not proven that they are capable of competing on the European stage. In fact. Paris Saint-Germain were the victim of the largest comeback in European history. Like how on earth they lost to Barcelona is impressive. Like it's 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 impressive. Like that that is up there with 28 to 3. It really is. Um or or the or the Golden State Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead. Um, well, it's worse, but, where's, but Dortmund, I, I, where's, where's Dortmund going to Champions Dortmund's League? been in a Champions League final five years ago. Well, yeah, but... With a completely started, different team. Yeah, but when it... Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, some of the fundamental players are still there. I'll grant you that. that a lot of the good ones are gone. Um but I actually think that what Dortmund have now are are actually better than maybe what they did have then. Like I look at some of the young talent that they have and I'm like this is this is a good club, man. And and, and I don't think they're a feeder club. I I think They're a step removed from a feeder club. Dortmund compete. They, you know, they truly do. They truly do compete. I think they're better than a feeder
1: club, but I don't think they're as close to Europe's elite.
0: I mean, I don't think PSG are close.
1: I think they're closer than Dortmund.
0: How is that possible when Dortmund keep going further than Paris Saint Germain on a year-by-year basis?
1: Man City went further than pretty much every club in the Champions League last year. Are they closer to winning Europe than Barcelona were?
0: I'm not saying that they're closer to winning than Barcelona, but you're taking one year. I'm yeah. saying on a year-by-year year basis, Dortmund continuously outpaced Paris Saint-Germain. Like I, they, they managed to get further. And whether whether or not that means that they could win it, I don't know. But I don't see PSG set up to win. Like, they are buying a lot of talent. Until recently, I don't think they had a plan. I actually think in, in it, it's pretty... Uh, Unai Emery, I was hoping they were not going to fire him. Like, I I thought firing Unai Emery would be a really stupid reaction. I know that he blew a historic lead against Barca, but it's flipping Barca. So the rules go out the window. And not only is he capable of of destroying Barca like he did, but that team is capable of going further now with Pierre-Emerick gang, but... They still need to address several issues, and they did lose out on League One to Monaco. So I, I don't know, man. I I, 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 I feel just, like I, I feel
1: like we could debate this for a while.
0: <laughs> sure, 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 sure.
1: Um, but um, yeah. Where were we? Bernardo Silva.
0: Bernardo Silva it's coming out of, out of nowhere. You know, I, nowhere.
1: yeah. It, it's just I feel like. This this summer reminds me of the summer of 2010, which I think is City's last really impactful. You could make a case for 2015 because they brought in Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne. That's fair. But,
0: but there are only think, like three poignant signings. Yeah,
1: I think 2010 was the year that you saw them bring in two absolute pillars of this club in Yaya Torre and David Silva. Um not to mention they actually signed Jerome Boateng this summer who turned out to be a world-class defender just for someone else but um and yeah it's that was such a huge summer for the club because it was summer when they got the guys that eventually took them into the Champions League won them a trophy it was sort of a it was sort of a I feel like an important point like a reset point in 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 the club's transfer strategy and I'm starting to feel the same way about this summer because the names you look at them bringing in, they're young, but they're accomplished, and they're guys that are going to be able to walk into the first 11 right away in positions of need and possibly contribute for five, ten years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the names that they are attached to, with the exception of Lexi Sanchez... Are all players that are young, but as you said, accomplished and ready to compete. And just to
1: clarify, uh, even Alexis Sanchez is a guy who, you know, yeah. You can, his can sign all the young guys that you want, but the big criticism of City lately is that they, I feel, they have not been signing like the finished product.
0: Well, well, here's the city a, says I, is I, the I finished do- Yeah. I want to go a step further here. And I brought this up on our Twitter account. Uh, people say they don't need Sanchez. I think that's false. I think you look at Sanchez and it's not just what he provides on the pitch because no doubt he's an absolute incredible footballer. But who are Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sané supposed to learn from? What was it, Nolito? No, Is that their teacher? You. Maybe, you know? maybe
1: they can learn how to lose
0: their cool and headbutt
1: people for no good reason from Nolito.
0: Yeah, and I and people wonder when he had a falling out of favor. No, look no further than that incident. Um, you know, you you, you look at the, the talent that City have. It's young, it's impressive, but they also need somebody to learn from, and I think Alexi Sanchez provides that. I think he provides a a a boost to not just veteran leadership within the club but also a a pillar that Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sané can learn from how to play the wing position. And Raheem Sterling, you know, you you talk about finishers. This is a guy that's going to help him, you know, teach him how to finish from the wing. Which is what Guardiola wants, he wants his wingers to be finishers. You look at how unafraid Arjen Robin is to take a shot and how everybody knows what Arjen Robin's going to do and they still cannot stop it. Like, he's going to put the ball on his left foot and he's going to curl it around the keeper. You know it's coming and you still can't stop it. That's the kind of productivity Guardiola wants from his wingers. And when Ribery was healthy, that's what he gives you. He's a, mass, he's a master at, at dribbling and at footwork. And I think that's what Alexis Sanchez provides. And I think that's why Guardiola wants him so much is because he can become a teacher to these young men in addition to becoming just a ridiculous contributor already. Like, if you look at what City have, now you're talking about an attacking trident of possibly Alexis Sanchez, Sergio Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, uh, and Kevin De Bruyne. Like, okay, that, that'll that do, not That'll do. You're certainly going to find goals, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You're gonna find goals, but nice opportunity for a transition. Uh huh. The if you want that team to be as good as they can be, they need to be built on a sturdy foundation, and City have already gone to work on that foundation. Um, as we record this, it has not been confirmed by Man City, but it has been confirmed by literally everyone else, including the selling club and the player himself, that Ederson has signed for Manchester City. The Benfica five-year deal five-year deal. Not a world record for a goalkeeper, because in terms of Euros, Buffon costs more. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of academic. Um, This is clearly the long-term solution where Claudio Bravo was not, for better or worse. Um...
0: They tried to buy back Ger- Geronimo Rulli, but Real Sociedad didn't want to sell. Like well, that's wait, what it
1: was I, either I I well, it's not up to dad There's a release clause. I read it as Rulli
0: wasn't didn't want to come, um, which I find funny. Yeah, like, uh, I'm but like, we, what, we the, know... what what the hell was the point of that that Like that is just one of these days. I'm gonna need that explained to me in detail. Didn't like, explain it? Uh, Uh,
1: just a guy who's locked in for a few years. They're doing the same thing with everyone now. They sold NSU... No, uh, no, no, no.
0: no. Real Sociedad bought him back. They bought him back in the middle of the year. Yes, I know. He's He's gone. He's he's gone. gone.
1: There's a a city have a buyout clause. They have a... No,
0: not anymore. Yes, they do. I I didn't think they did. Yes, they do. Okay. All right, I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh... I did not think they did. I thought that the whole purpose of, of Real buying him back was that eliminated the buyback clause. Uh, that
1: was not my understanding of it. But either I, way...
0: Either way, either way. It was, it, it was
1: apparently clear that he was not didn't feel ready to come or didn't want to come. I knew, we know that they, that Pep Guardiola actually wanted Ter in last summer. Um, Barca wouldn't sell and the player wouldn't leave, so they settled for Bravo. We all know how that worked out. This is the long-term solution. Um... And I, I love the story um, that I, I, I want to credit Pro, uh, Simon Curtis wrote. He is, I believe, and he, he is very well versed in Portuguese football as well yes. as Man City football. Yes, so he, is. he would know this very well. That um, Pep Guardiola's interest in Ederson actually dates back to his final season at Bayern Munich when Bayern and Benfica faced off in the Champions League. And Ederson was basically the reason that Benfica were able to stay in that tie. Um, And Guardiola said outright, one of the talents Ederson has that so few goalkeepers have is that, yeah, he's good with the ball at his feet, but he has among the most accurate long passing in the world. Priest. That guy, the
0: there, there is a goal that's out there of him just booting it, and this, in football terms, is a sixty-yard bomb straight into the receiver's hands. Like, I mean, I don't know a, a goalkeeper. Like, you remember that practice drill they used to have in FIFA for the goalie where you had to like kick it and knock down those mm-hmm. boxes? This is this is Ederson getting like gold in that. Like, a perfect gold, this pass. And it was, I mean, it's not hard to understand when you see this guy play, when you see the talent. Like, I was watching, now that Man City have signed him, I was watching the Benfica Dortmund uh, uh, um, Champions League uh, just on replay. And... uh, you know, what this guy can do with his long passing and and the ball at his feet, in addition to how savvy he is, like, there were times, like, Dortmund won pretty handily, but it wasn't for, you know, lack of Addison trying, like, he kept it from being probably like five or six uh, to one, but... It was just ridiculous watching him come out, block shots. I mean, he's such an active keeper. This is a beautiful signing. Like I, I truly I, I think Ederson is is one of those things where people are gonna look back on it and say, Oh man, this 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 could be one of the signings that Manchester City make.
1: Right, I, I I think, you know, I see, I see, oh, he reminded Pep of Neuer, I'm like, well, okay, I I don't think we've just signed Manuel Neuer, but Guardiola openly admitted, he's like, well, we tried to press him up, and he was just able to go right over our press, and it caused us huge problems, and I think that's the key, because if you have a guy who can do both, then you, you're keeping the press honest okay. on both because they have to, they yes, they have to. They're trying to prevent moves from the back, but this is all. And Simi who,
0: have the flick-ons yeah, too. There also are... a
1: guy who can pick out a forward in the opposite box from his own box. So there's no easy way to defend that. Um, there's going to be mistakes. Guardiola plays a high-risk game by design, and it's going to lead to mistakes sometimes. I we have to accept that. Um,
0: Hopefully, and there's going to be certain teams that they just don't match up well against. For hopefully, that
1: hopefully, his first game is not against Manchester United at Old Trafford, where he's put on into the firing line and left to make huge mistakes, which I think was one of Guardiola's worst moves of the entire season. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it, there's going to be mistakes. He's still so young, especially in goalkeeper terms, where these guys aren't even hitting their prime until their 30s. Um, you're talking about a guy
0: who who's... Yeah, how old is Neuer? He's like 29, right? Um, How old is Neuer now? That's a good question.
1: Neuer is 31 now.
0: Oh, okay, crap. See, I mean, you're saying we haven't that city haven't signed Manuel Neuer. No. I mean, we don't know that. No. We don't know no. that. No. Manuel no. Neuer wasn't Manuel Neuer really until the World Cup of 2014. That's... That's really when Manuel Neuer stepped onto the stage and people were like, okay, this is the best goalkeeper in the world.
1: because Guardiola took him and turned him into that, basically.
0: That was after his first year at Bayern. Oh, I thought this was fun, too. I don't know if you saw it, but the number of teams that are now playing three at the back, um, the number of games where teams play three at the back in, in Germany is almost like triple what it was before Guardiola. Like, there's an obvious pep effect of of teams playing three at the back. Like, this is a guy that changes things wherever he goes, and now they're loading him up. They're completing. They're completing. Caldoon said it. The first half of the reset began last year. Now you're talking about the second half of the reset, and there will be more money spent next year. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll hit here as much.
1: It's a, a three-four three, year cycle. I, unless Benjamin Garay gets us transfer banned, but you know whatever. I.
0: Um, but I thought FIFA already cleared that.
1: No, they they're taking us to uh, court over it because YOLO.
0: But um, I know, but I'm saying I thought FIFA had already they're cleared taking, it. They're, now taking that, it to
1: the, they're taking the selling club is taking both City and FIFA to the Court of Arbitration of Sport over it. Right. And but, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, think, I, don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, and it was more of an offhanded, jokey comment, but
0: I, I don't. You know. I, I think City are in a decent position if FIFA had ruled. Well, I mean, FIFA's obviously not a, a, a pillar of ethical Uh, morality Um, but uh, I, I think having a governing body already rule in favor of you is of a benefit now that doesn't necessarily mean the CAS won't rule against Man City but I don't think they'll get hit with the maximum because FIFA had cleared it I think if anything if they do get hit with it it'll be a one year transfer ban and I think that would be it I think it'd be a one window just because they have that going for them, so I think that would reduce the penalty if if that makes sense, it would soften the blow.
1: I have no idea, and I'm not well versed enough to even speak on it so <laughs> um,
0: Fair um, but let's just pray that
1: it doesn't happen yeah, yeah it was it was an offhanded comment, but yeah, I think we're looking at a three four year cycle here um. And this is year two, and this is also the closest that um, that that we're getting to to I think what he had in Barcelona because at Bayern he didn't have that full transfer control. They were selling players from out under his nose. They were selling Tony Kroos from out under his nose. Um, they, he was still trying to like. Throw together the team he wanted at the same time as yeah he got some guys he wanted but he also lost some guys that he had that he wanted to keep, um, so you're you're looking at something in Barca obviously he had La Masia coming up he he had he knew the club so well this is different but at the same time he's never had this amount of resources available for him to just okay Pep here's the world who do you want Yep. um and And so, I think that's why this summer is the big one because now he knows I think he found out very quickly that more of the squad than he realized were not
0: fit and for I it. think that may be why we originally saw that city were going to spend around two hundred million now I've seen that number jump up about a hundred and fifty in a lot of papers. <laughs> And I think that... Well,
1: I mean, part why, of their, why mess about as long as you're not going to get hit by FFP? Well, and their revenues are fine now.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're totally fine. I think the reason that the number has jumped is just in case of the Benjamin Gare thing. I think that, that they're like, all right, in the event of let's just go ahead and get most of what we need now. And I think that's partly why... They're like, okay, let's get this, 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 and this, 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 this. I mean, they were already going to spend a pretty penny. But now you're starting to see a few more names creep into the... Into the uh, now, Benucci's name is starting to appear. Like well, I we've said, seen it, like, like
1: four center backs in the last 24 hours that we yeah, we and, are definitely Lucas, going to be talking to Sam Lee about. Well, and,
0: and Lucas Hernandez is reportedly was close to being done. Yeah, if
1: they'd gotten the transfer ban lifted, which they did not.
0: Yeah. So. So apparently, that's happening next
1: summer instead, which is something. Yeah. Um, I love how I love how Ederson's Wikipedia page already has him at Manchester City.
0: That's awesome
1: because literally City are literally the last people. Even Sky sources are ahead of them on this one, which is never. Which Sky sources are like?
0: I think it's still third party crap that City. No, it is still third party crap
1: that the Premier League is sorting through. But I was going. I have. I just had to make a joke about Sky sources because. (laughs) Sky Source has literally reported that Gal Cliche was leaving Manchester City after Manchester City had confirmed, after Gal Cliche himself had confirmed that he was leaving Manchester City. They're kind of slow which, on which the. Which led me there. to remark, so was Sky Source on this one Gal Clichy himself?
0: Um, yeah. Yes. I remember that tweet. I remember, though, I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> she was like, really? Way to, way, way to be on top of this one. Like, there was another one that SkySource has had. It was, like, breaking news. So-and-so is not leaving the club. And they're, like, everyone underneath was, like, how the hell is this breaking? Like, I'm not doing this. Like, is that breaking? Like, it was, it was one of the funniest things ever. I mean, they're just... That's what I love, I absolutely love about this time of year, is, is Howard Hawken and, and, and the people who are miserably wrong, the fan-based outlets that are like, you know, United We Stand and stuff, that are, that are reporting all these deals being done, and then it's like, oops, no they weren't. Like, very clearly, Anton
1: If you believe everything you read this time of year, you will go
0: mad. Oh, because eighty percent of it is not true. Oh you go so insane. That's the one thing I love about City though. For the past couple years, it's just you know who their targets are and you mm-hmm. know it's gonna get done. Like,
1: like You need to like have like this this checklist of reliable sources. Like if it's the mirror, you can throw it out unless it's Simon Mullock. If it's the sun, you can throw it out unless it's Martin Blackburn. If yep. you, you, goal is fine because Sam Lee knows what he's talking about. The Independent, The Guardian, The Times usually aren't publishing complete garbage because they're actual newspapers with a reputation, as opposed to trash rag tabloids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the foreign stuff that really get because you have no idea what's wrong Yeah,
0: you cannot trust anything. You coming. have no idea right. who,
1: who, like, who in. Canal Plu Canal Peru is
0: like the world. It, it's it's like Duncan Castle's Times Ten. <laughs>
1: You even look at, like, DiMarzio, who's, like, the god of transfers, and even he's got, like, city stuff wrong before.
0: Oh, and if Marca Marca reports, like, you can guarantee Mm -hmm. that if it's a player that Real want, they're going to say the player wants to play at Real. Like, guaranteed. Go back and type in X wants to play at Real, and you'll see Marca just with... There, there. That paper will pop up no matter which name you type in. Like, they are guaranteed. And AS is 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 I think a Barca friendly paper, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think I, so. I, I know one of them. I know
1: Barca and I know one's Marca, Marca is one, and AS is the other. I think yeah. it might be the other way around. I'm genuinely not sure because I just ignore ninety percent I, I of whatever they report anyway because it's just a mouthpiece for their
0: for the club, yeah.
1: Then you have Keep <laughs> in France, and I don't even know. I just, I don't know. Keep is reporting different things about Mbappe now. L'Equipe
0: although... is better than Canal Plou, though. L'Equipe,
1: L'Equipe, is... L'Equipe is reporting that Man City, Real Madrid, and Arsenal have positioned themselves in the race for Kylian Mbappe. Like hell is Mbappe going to Arsenal now, but whatever. Um...
0: Yeah. I, I, I think... I don't understand. I think Mbappe
1: is going to Real or no one this summer honestly.
0: I don't understand what I don't necessarily believe that dude. I think Mbappe could come to City if City truly want him. I, I just don't I just don't believe that, that if Monaco have truly placed a price tag on him of 110 million euros, I just don't see City doing it. Like that's stupid. That's more than Pogba cost and Kylian Mbappe is nowhere near the player Pogba was. When, when he got sold. Like, you could at least argue that Paul Pogba deserved to go for the world record fee. You could argue it. You cannot argue that with Kylian Mbappe. Like, I just... I don't think that having one breakout season makes a player worth more than anybody has ever paid for any player in the history of the game. Like, I... I I would find City to be desperate if they spend a hundred. Like, think of how much that could go towards. Like, I mean, you could get so many other players for that. Pro- like, I would rather them get Yusuf Poulsen. Like, I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money, like, I, I don't know, dude. I, I just, I don't think Killian Mbappe is worth that. Do you?
1: No, I don't. And that's the thing, is that Monaco don't really have to sell. He will stay if and yeah. so they don't really have, you know, incentive for a cut. Well,
0: cut. he thought I'll set it himself. Why leave when I can yeah. have playing time? Yeah, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm a leaving, starter. I'm leaving, I'm, if I'm
1: leaving, I want to play. He's only 18. It's not like this is the last chance he's going to have to make a big move.
0: No. So. And if he has another year like he did this year, then you can guarantee it's oh, going to yeah. be a year. Or much
1: like Real Madrid will be happy to pay for him, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Ederson I think is this is where it starts because for so long last year they were dealing with a guy who couldn't make saves or a guy who was sort of trying to adapt on the fly to Guardiola's style and not completely doing it. He did his best, Willy Caballero, and God bless him for that. If you told me in at one in like before the League Cup final that Willy Caballero was eventually going to leave Man City with the complete and utter well wishes of everyone involved with the club and the fan base. I would have laughed at you, <laughs> but that's where we ended up.
0: Yeah, I mean, Willy Caballero had just a a stunning performance against uh Liverpool. I, I mean, in that shootout, those, that that trio of saves that he made, like, I, I mean, and this is coming on the heels of a game where we're like, should he start? And both of us were like, no. Because
1: that was right after that <laughs> FA Cup game against Chelsea, yeah. mm-hmm. where
0: they played all the backups and he
1: was just awful. Yep. And then they were, and then you're like, this is... Well, I brought
0: this. that up!
1: Yeah, like... we all thought, we all said it, we all thought it, there's no need to... <laughs> They were all just like, "Oh my God, we're going to do this, and he's going to cost us the game." But Willie Caballero, God bless you, man. I will remember cost, you fondly.
0: He he did not cost anyone anything. I, In I, fact, he was directly responsible for the reason they won. I, remember I mean, you fondly, Willie. I I was watching I was watching that shootout the other day because, of course, once once he was leaving with, as you said, the well wishes of the fans. Things were getting tweeted out, and somebody had tweeted a video of, of that shootout, and it's just, I could watch it over and over again, just, like, watching him go, like, there was one of those saves was absolutely outstanding, I think it was against Cotillo. It was either
1: I, Coutinho or Lallana, I feel like.
0: I yeah, it was one of those. I know exactly one the one you're talking about, though. It was just, because two of them were kind of like, they weren't necessarily the best penalties. They were
1: solid, penalties, but they, solid saves, but they were poor penalties.
0: Yeah, exactly. But one of them was a, a really good penalty to, and a really penalty. good save. Exact. He just guessed it, got it, like he got his hand up. At the that last was, That minute. was
1: the one with the iconic moment where he popped up and did just that almighty yeah. fist pump and screamed at the crowd because it was the last save he had to make. It set Yaya up to convert the penalty that wanted
0: which yeah, everyone it, knew he
1: would do. So, because yeah,
0: I uh, doesn't miss penalties. I feel, I feel
1: like we should We should say, by the way, there, there were four players who left Man City last week while we were away, and there was some snarking on social media, and I did not like that one bit because let's go one by one. We talked about Willie. He basically won them a trophy. Um, mm-hmm. Bakary Saniel was an excellent, excellent servant for three years. It's a shame we couldn't no, win him a league. Very, very solid right back who deserves the well wishes of everyone. He just struggled
0: with Guardiola's system. Yeah, as well. I mean, he's, it's,
1: it's time to move on. There's no shame in that. Same with Cliche, who was, for a while, an integral part of this team. Um, won the Premier League twice. Was always this very solid defensive fullback where Kolarov never was.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you knew that when Galaklishi started, there would be some defensive yeah. stability at yep, the back. Yep. It may not be the best going forward.
1: He was a solid, solid player for his time and he deserves praise as well. And even Jesus Navas has made his contributions. I was kind of sad.
0: I understood why
1: he went yeah, to Sevilla Sevilla offered they, him three years and it's home, and I get that. Um, and
0: and they offered him he was going to be a bit part player at City, whereas Sevilla want him to go there. And like again, it comes down to he can play. And why not? Why wouldn't you like? One year deal versus a three year deal where you're going to play yeah. in the position that you want. Zero a, a, a yeah, but I, I, t- I totally understand why. But I think he, talking.
1: yeah, it says a lot that Hazes Navas actually played himself into a role on that team next season if he'd wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he always, I, I, City, the thing about City fans, I think, and I know I said this, but I, I feel like, look, that mistakes will be made. We know that. We get that. But if you're giving 100%, people will get over it. Jesus Navas, sure, he never really had the end product, and he didn't offer as much as I think people wanted him to, but he always worked so hard for the team.
0: 110% man, defensively too. He does not get enough credit for how good of a defensive player he was. And there are so many times that there are gifs where you just see Jesus, somebody else make a huge mistake, but for Jesus Navas, it could have been awful. He, he would slide into a position that even he wouldn't be playing, but he slid in there because that was the space that was vacated. He instinctually already played the way that Guardiola wanted. If somebody vacates the space, you fill it. And, and he, that's why he adapted so well to what Guardiola wanted, and I think that's why he got more playing time than people probably thought he would. And I think that's also why Guardiola probably started using him as a right back toward the end of the season because he's so good defensively and he's pacey as hell moving forward. So you get those overlaps with speed and I I just I I feel like maybe Guardiola if he had it to, to do over again, he probably would have been using Jesus Navas a lot more right back from from, you know,
1: from day one yeah, I agree completely. Um, yeah, so I think all four of those players serve a tip of the cap. They have
0: same they have played their roles. and I don't well, like that people also but piggybacking off of what you said, I really don't like that people were snarking or saying stuff about some of those. I mean, like you said, all four of these guys contributed to the building of city with the exception of Bakari Sonya who kind of came after the fact but
1: yeah he was a steady hand for three years but um, yeah the, the other three all won you know Caballero won a trophy but Navas and Clichy won league titles Clichy won two so yeah. Yeah. Um, Benjamin Mendy Sky the infamous sky sources. If sky sources are reporting it it's going to happen because sky sources would would report that the sun is rising at noon. Um but this, the 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 sky sources have have been reporting that Mendy has chosen Manchester City over Liverpool and it sounds like it's only a matter of time before that gets done.
0: Yeah, and they Liverpool papers back, too yeah. are reporting that they've backed out of the race for Mendy because they're actually
1: eyeing Gaol Clichy actually. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, a left back four years later than it should have been, but here we are, finally. Um, and we watched this guy in two legs in the Champions League, and he was just up and down and up and down, crosses, you name it. You can see why they made him such a priority.
0: Yeah. Pace, ability. Offers a lot going forward. This is this is the remit from Guardiola. We are going to be an attacking club. These guys might not like if you look at Kyle Walker and Benjamin Mendy on their stats. Um, defensively, like they showed Kyle Walker versus I think Pablo Zabaleta and. Kyle Walker obviously offered way more going forward, but he wasn't as good defen- as defensively. And, but he also wasn't awful defensively. Like he was solid, but he was great going forward. And that's what Man City are looking for. Solid at the back, great going forward. And Benjamin Mendy fits the bill and much like Bernardo Silva, uh, he he loves Guardiola. He's he's commented on Guardiola, that Guardiola on his tweet
1: That got yeah. retweeted from 2013. He had to clarify that. It was like, I haven't signed yet. <laughs> that made me yeah. laugh.
0: That cracked it's, me up. Yeah, um, Mendy I, is
1: apparently, he, the latest report is he's currently on international duty. He will apparently fly into Manchester and sign after he is finished with his obligations with France. Um, it should be next week. So yeah. nice. I I don't think you can have any complaints. The, the, people aren't really whining about the prices, which I'm pleased with, because at this point, you know what? It, identify what you need, figure out how much it'll cost, figure out if you can afford it. If you can, do it. I am. And, done and I don't
0: with these think prices. that they're the paying price too nonsense. much for it's it. It's has
1: going right now. You know. Yeah. It's 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 not twenty it's not even twenty twelve anymore when Sergio Aguero cost thirty eight million, which at the time was really expensive, but now, you know, he's probably worth twice that. Um, it's just it's a different environment. There's more money in the Premier League. These clubs can spend more money and they are spending more money. So you just get used to it and
0: deal with it. Um I have zero problem with it. I I also don't think that they're spending a lot. If I look at what Ederson went for Considering that they had to deal with third parties, fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's um, very true. They got him below you, the release clause, which is no small thing. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. You look at what Bernardo Silva cost. Fine Forty-three by me.
1: million is a steal. It's crazy to say that, but that's a guy you're looking at who could be one of the top top play. Like, that's you're looking at a guy who could be De Bruyne or like every bit as good. And, De, and we remember the haggling that they that De Bruyne required, and he cost about fifteen million, ten fifteen million more than Silva did. I, I thought that was a a remarkably good deal, consi- all things considered.
0: Yeah, and 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 the same with what they're likely to pay for Mindy and I I did and, see a theory that like
1: that, that, that Man City got a discount rate on Bernardo Silva because Monaco knew that this was not the last business they would be doing with Manchester City.
0: And and, and I would buy that because if you're buying in bulk, I would understand why Monaco like they're all about turning the dollar at Monaco. Like they 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 want to be in the plus, and Man City are willing to buy many of their players, it looks like. So, I, I mean, there's a possibility that Fabinho and Kylian Mbappe could still go to City. I mean, so, I, I think, I don't think Fabinho is going to happen. I haven't seen his name in any report. It I just, seems to I,
1: have died off. He's yeah. closer to United than to City, which disappoints me, but we'll, we'll live. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, obviously, they're 3-for-3 in good business so far for me, no doubt. And
0: signing Yaya Toure, 4-for-4. Let's talk about
1: that, because I, I, you know, I've said I waffled on this all season, and, and I know this is a really odd thing to say about a guy who just turned 34, but I think Yaya Toure grew up a little bit this year.
0: Yeah, I think he did, too. I, I, I think Yaya yeah, Toure realized, you know, man, this this just... And you saw his agent just shut up, man. He just shut he up. He did.
1: Even it, throughout this whole process where they're like... Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the point in the past I'm where, shocked
0: you said nothing This about- is
1: the point of the past where Dimitri Selig would have been at his loudest.
0: Yeah. And there is
1: well, nothing...
0: Yep, Get about getting a new deal done, I and mean, he didn't yeah, say, it's like, a if damn. If you don't respect
1: my client, then we'll take our bag and leave. They're nothing. Nothing. Not That'll a thing. And I think Yaya realized, like, this is where I want to be. Something special is happening here. I can still contribute, and there's no doubt he can still contribute. You know,
0: Especially the enough. way that Pep dispatches him. Yeah. I think. They I have think
1: so it. many midfielders that they're not going to need to do the whole, you know. Yaya Torrey's. Did you die? I died. I I hit, I I'm here. Um they okay. have so many midfielders that like Yaya or uh, Pep Guardiola can rotate. They, Yaya doesn't have to do the week in week out thing anymore, sure. um, and that's no small thing. And so, you and know, he provides
0: stability when you play Champions uh, yeah, League. You're, and you're talking about a, a guy tenure.
1: who who uh, really grew into his role in the locker room. He's widely respect, so widely respected by his peers, everyone in that locker room. I, I don't know if you saw Leroy Sane's tweet, but Leroy Sane called him Uncle Yaya. Like, yeah. you, you can tell that there's just a great respect and admiration for him in that dressing room. And, he's a leader. He's, and, and with he's signing, now... Yeah. With City signing so many guys like 21, 22, 23, you need guys like that in there that have won. Yaya Torre has won everything, both at City and at Barcelona. He won the Champions League at Barcelona. He has won every domestic competition as a Manchester City player. He has done it all. There aren't a lot of guys in that locker room that can say they have done that. But he yeah. can. And that's no small thing.
0: No, and 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 I think that's why I was the the same thing that I said about Alexi Sanchez applies double to Yaya Toure because he's already been part of a fabric of Manchester. Yeah, and he knows what cities you, 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 for all the crap he's put up, he's put like people through.
1: He gets it. I think yeah. he, he gets it more than ever now that he's sort of nearing the end of his career and he's assessing his place. I think he understands it, and I think that he has definitely grown up this year.
0: And I I also think, too, that he realizes the role that he's playing for City as makes him, like, he's looked outstanding this year because he wasn't overworked, he wasn't overplayed. That's why he was in a position. He had a manager
1: who knew what to do with him.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And, and, and he became okay with the way that Guardiola used him, whereas in, in Barca, he had an issue with it. He sort of realizes the second time around, hey, I kind of screwed up when I said I didn't want to play his way at Barca. Like, this guy knows what the hell he's doing. He gets it now. And not only does he want to stay in Manchester and be a part... Like, I think Yaya realizes that with the talent they're signing... They could compete for serious, serious trophies here in yeah. the next couple of years. I
1: think that I think that there will be no such sort of. I mean, not that the fan base has sort of collectively shrugged at their trophyless season, but there will be much more rancor if they if they don't win anything next year.
0: Yeah, they had better win at least. I think two trophies next year, and 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 one of them should be the league title. I mean. I would understand if they won two other trophies and finished second, as long as they put up a fight. But they cannot have another season like this season where they're stumbling I to think, finish. I think
1: both of us are willing to sort of, not necessarily a mulligan, but we're willing to sort of, okay, there's your there's your seat there's there's your trophyless season. Don't let it happen again, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, I mean. I knew that Guardiola didn't really have the talent this season. Like, I knew it. He needed more talent. But I still feel like the talent that he had this season should have been able... He should have been able to win something. And and their best chance, they, they botched. You know? And, uh... I don't
1: know. Yeah, they'll they will especially given how Chelsea looked in that FA Cup final, I think City will be kicking themselves for letting that Arsenal semifinal get away. Yeah. Because because Chelsea won the league and then they looked like they mentally went on holiday before the FA Cup final.
0: Yeah, and and City City could have won that thing And, and to be honest Especially the way that City looked like they were hitting a purple patch
1: right at the end of the season. Because yeah, of course it, they did. That Watford game might, was probably one of their top five games of the entire season.
0: And I just don't understand why it, it just they they happen to uh, have those games around the games that mattered rather than through the games that mattered. Um, but we both know that Guardiola. Kind of knew that this was going to be the one year he could get a mulligan, and yep. and it's fine. It's it's fine. Like I, I mean, people are like, "Oh, fire Guardiola!" No, this guy's in the process of building something. And City have waited, waited, and waited, and waited I to dared, get this guy.
1: Yeah, I dared read a forum that shall not be named, and I just had to close it after like ten minutes because. And I don't think it's representative of the fan base, but some. <sighs> The vocal minority, shall we say, some people are just very loud and very wrong about certain things.
0: Yeah, they really are,
1: like the presidential election.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) no, it's it's totally fine. And and you're right, people are just very loud and very wrong about certain things. And I think that you know Guardiola is a guy. He is building something here. He is bringing in players that, no matter what happens with him, once he leaves, whoever takes this over, it's going to be an appealing job. That's the thing. It sure is. You're going to be walking into one of the most loaded squads in the world, along with a an ownership group that clearly supports their managers, if 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 they're if they're doing what they need to do and competing, then city will give them the resources to succeed. Even Manuel Pellegrini got a ridiculous window uh, to, to spend, and while we all they, know that that's likely because they were doing it ahead of time to appease Guardiola, it doesn't matter. It happened during Pellegrini's tenure.
1: They he, did. They they threw out. Um... 135 million on Wilfred Bonnie at Pellegrini's request for no good reason. Yep. You're going to get backed. You're going to get back. 40,
0: 42 million on on Mangala for yep. no good reason. Yep, yep, they're yep. going to they're going to take a loss on him. Yep, yep.
1: Well, the one the one last thing I wanted to say while we're on this topic, did you see those reports that apparently City uh, want to engage Pep Guardiola in contract extension discussions because they think he will want to stay more than three years to watch this squad mature into the force that they think it capable of becoming.
0: I, I think that I'm Pep Guardiola... i all for it. Yeah, I think Pep Guardiola is likely, this is going to be his last stop as a manager. I, I, I,
1: I feel like this is his chance to forge a legacy that is his own, where he can't do it anywhere else. When he walked into the Barca job, he was already a Barca icon. Mm -hmm. And everything that Barca stand for existed before him. He obviously redefined it, but it existed before him, and it will exist after, and it has existed after he's gone.
0: There are people who ask if Louis Enrique's team is better than his. That was a serious conversation. That's
1: what you get. Um, And Barca have like this long, it's, it's, and Guardiola will be the first to point at it. The foundation there was laid not by him, but by Cruyff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and and at Bayern, he was always going to be going up against the shadows of the past, for a whole.
0: Especially uh, Pinepees who yeah did the treble. I the mean, the you couldn't team, really.
1: Yeah, you walk into a treble-winning team. There's it's hard to do that. At Manchester City, Manchester City's history is Colin Bell and Mike Summerby, and not to demean any of this, but you know there is no identity at this club. There's no you know, this is the city way. There's there's a Barca way, there's a Bayern way. There's no city way. This is his opportunity to instill one. And he did not have that opportunity at his other two clubs. And I do think that appeals to him and will continue yeah. to appeal to him.
0: And, 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 and I agree with you. I think it... Um, I, I think... In, in this particular instance Guardiola is able to do something that nobody has ever done before like he can forge City into a club if,
1: if he wins the Champions League at Manchester City he will be the first to do yes. at the yeah. club
0: and, and and he will go down and, in legend it, it just you know if it, it, that would cement and not that he needs it I'm just saying that would cement his legacy as one of the greatest managers ever to to, both as a player. That would put him up there with Cruyff. We talk about what, you know, how much he admires Cruyff. If he were able to do, because you look at what Cruyff did at Barcelona. He stepped in and created Barca. Before Cruyff, Barca was Barca, but it wasn't Barca. Now, after Cruyff, Barca is 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 legend. It's lore. It's 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 football royalty. It's blue blood. It's it's, 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 it's one of the two biggest clubs in the y- world. Y- exactly. And and sorry, and, Man United. Yeah, and, and, and it's them and Mar- Real Madrid. And and Pep Guardiola now has the chance to repeat what Cruyff did. Manchester City he has the chance to be the guy that creates and we all know how much Guardiola idolizes Cruyff exactly and I think that this is his opportunity to step in and be a, a Cruyff like figure in footballing history and whether or not he wants to chase that, we'll see. But I think it's a real opportunity for him to do that here at Manchester City. And I think that's the reason he will extend, is because he knows that there's a legacy he can build here that you just can't build anywhere else. Mm-hmm.
1: For, for all the talk about the comments about the fans and the, oh, I would have been sacked if I was at a bigger club, which I think was, you know, he's right, but it came off wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. For all the talk about those comments, I think he does enjoy it here. He likes it here. He's getting a support system that he's never had. Even at Barca, there was just so much politicking going on behind him that it it was one of the contributing factors that drove him out of the club. Um City, it's the same reason yeah. Louis Enrique is bouncing after uh-huh. three years. Yep, the Barca job is not one that you stay in for a long period of no, time. No, it is even not. Even if you win it all, but um, yeah, you're looking you're looking at a situation. I think this is the closest he's ever going to get to ideal working conditions, because City are not, not a particularly political club. You know, they 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 have they have a hierarchy in place that is pretty generally. I mean, they're demanding in what they expect you to deliver, but they're not really going to stick their noses in and tell you how they want you to deliver. Yeah, they're not going to
0: be—they're not going to be like Carl Heinz Ruminegie who's commenting. Uh, this is the way James we gonna, do things here. At, at cutting, undercutting at every possible turn. Like Caldoun speaks at the end of the year. Right. That's when Caldoon like, speaks. They,
1: they obviously, they know what they want to do and how they want to do it, but they're going to give Guardiola a pretty wide berth in carrying out his plan. Mm-hmm. To-
0: as well they should. As well they should. The guy has they, proven that he deserves that that well, chance. And, and look at how much they've spent to get to this point. They as owners built the club after what they saw in 2000 and in, in, in whatever when they went and played at the Now Camp and they're like, holy crap like with La Masia they were just blown away with everything and they sought to recreate that environment and that's why they went after Pep, Is they, the, he was the ultimate prize and now you look at Manchester City and you say, okay you've spent how much money to get to this point? Both building the CFA, setting up the scouting network, bringing in players before he came, now bringing in players while he's here. Guardiola pretty much has whatever he wants to do. Like, he can stay here as long as he wants, and 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 this club are going to support him. And I am fine with that. I mean, he obviously can't have another trophy-less season, but... I mean, if, if, if Guardiola turns Manchester City into just a dominant, dominant front and, and you start to see th- this transformation into one of the most dominant teams in the world, I don't really care what the outcome of the season is. I say keep pressing forward because the results will eventually come. You know, there are a lot of competitions. And, and, and depending on how you prioritize things or the talent that you have, just, you know, the football gods may go against you one day against the Milton Keynes Dons. You know, that it just may flip and happen. Um, or against Middlesbrough. <clears throat> it just always seems to happen we've against them, we've,
1: Yeah, we've had those games. Like, well, I really don't know how they didn't
0: win that. It
1: happens. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think that, that as long as City are moving forward in a positive direction and building something that's going to last forever, I am fine with Guardiola being here. I, I, I look at what he's bringing in, and I say, okay, 10 to 15 years from now, well, maybe not 10 to 15 years, but within 10 years, how good is this club going to be? Like you keep supplying him the funds to bring in these players who want to come and play for pep. How good is this club going to end up being? You know, even if, you know, he ends up moving on after three years or, or five years, I think it'll be more like five, but, uh, even if he ends up moving on, like, the next manager that comes in is going to be like, you mean I've got Matterson in his prime, I've got De Bruyne in his prime, I've got Sterling in his prime, Bernardo Silva in his prime, Kyle Walker in his prime, like, I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. He's going to have... World class footballers, not, all to in mention, their not
1: to mention whoever else they sign between now and then.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we have no idea who else is coming. Maybe Killian Gat- Mbappe Gat- will be here. Who knows? Gabriel yes. Jesus, you know, boom, there you we go. Know. It's amazing how we can sit
1: there and reel off all those names and forget that one, huh? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, do you have anything to add before we run off here?
0: Um, Other than our listener questions, uh, not much, man. I just, I think this is one of the best transfer windows I've ever seen. If this doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. I am thrilled. I mean, I am thrilled for July 26th. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to have tickets to go and see a team in what will be, like, their third or fourth preseason game. So how many of these players am I going to get to see? The only one would be, like, you wouldn't see Alexi Sanchez or Bernardo Silva because they would be competing in the Confederations Cup this summer. Um, but, yeah... How many of these players am I going to get to see? Kyle Walker? Yep. I mean, it's going to be so awesome. I can't wait to see this team. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame
1: that Renardo Silva won't be there because of the stupid Confederations Cup, but life goes
0: on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Confederations Cup was such a pointless tournament. I, I, I know, know. There,
1: the, we did get a couple questions on transfers. I do... I am going to, for your benefit and ours, save them for Sam Lee because he will know better than, than, um, than, than us on, the, uh, on that front. I do have the question here from Ringo Matrix asking, who, if any, are the kids that are going to see some action next season?
0: Um, Well, we know (laughs) that Brahim Diaz is going to see action. Yeah, there's a few guys that are promoting the first Mm -hmm. team, I Mm see. Three players, I saw. Yeah,
1: and the ones that Cal name-checked in the end-season interview, I feel like he name-checked for a reason. That was Phil Foden, Jadon Sancho, and Brahim Diaz. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know what their plans are in midfield. Otherwise, that will be something to ask Sam Lee about, but... um, Alex Garcia. <laughs> yeah. If we I, keep saying it, maybe it will come true.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, assuming we get our target, do we have a typical starting 11 or rotate based off form in games and practices? I, I honestly think it's it's going to be... A combination of the two. Yep. Um. You'll see a lot of form, but there are going to be games where Guardiola is just going to say, "Okay, you know, De Bruyne, you need to spell out." And that's what we're talking about. That's why you have this depth. It also It also
1: depends on how many competitions they're in at any given point. You know, things like. And
0: I think Guardiola changes the lineup based off who he thinks can have the biggest impact in the game. Like he might feel, okay, this is a game in which Bernardo Silva will have a bigger impact than. Raheem Sterling. Like, Pep Guardiola is going to know his players and put them in positions to succeed, so I think he will see a combination of all of that. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I think that's... What? Mr. Aguia has... Say we get all our targets, left back, right back, center, midfield, and Sanchez and company, uh, stays. Uh, if stays fit do we need a ch or do we wait until the right one is available um i i think that that they're gonna wait until they're gonna get a a center back no matter what they're 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 that's that's gonna happen they they do not rely they're not going to rely on company to stay fit um as for a center midfielder I think through a combination of promotion, signing of Yaya, and just, frankly, lack of, like, the money can be spent elsewhere. Like, center midfield is not really the biggest, like, I mean, what do you really need? You already have so many creative midfielders and so many talented midfielders, and now you have Yaya, who's dispatched he and Fernando as center defensive midfielders. There's really not a need to sign a center midfielder. So I'm, I'm see I'm answering both in case, um, but there's a definite need to sign a center back, and I think whether it's Benucci, Lucas Hernandez, or Virgil Van Dyke, they're going to sign one of them because they're they want somebody who can step in if Vincent Company goes out. Now see. <clears throat> The weird thing about Virgil van Dyke is that there's no veteran leadership there. Um, he's just a quality young player. If you get Benucci, now you're talking about the finished product, which we've talked about on this podcast before. Um, I think that they will take the center back that, uh, that, that, that is, is cost prohibitive and that they can get like i mean lucas hernandez would have been fine if they get him and that would have happened until atletico's transfer ban. so that would have been a fine fit and if they would have gone out and got virgil van dyke as well would have been fine with that if they want to wait and sign leonardo Bonucci, i can't even begin to tell you how fine with that i would be um I I just I don't know. I I think that the, the center the center back is going to be the most important position. I think it's just going to be one of those ones that plays itself out.
1: Yep. They'll sign a center back. I don't know who. That's what we'll ask Sam Lee. Yeah. But
0: it'll it'll play itself out some way. They'll so
1: sign you. someone. Okay. So. Yeah. Done. Hooray. Um As I said, we will be back next week. We will talk to Sam Lee. We will continue to appeal for your questions for him and for us, and we will pose them to him. Um, Until then, you can follow us on Twitter, at AmericaCitizens. Tweet us your questions there, and we will definitely take them into account. Um, You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are sponsored by Blog Talk Radio. And... um, if they sign five new players before we talk to Sam Lee, then we'll just deal with that. Uh, um, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening sure. everyone. Oh, that's I do the, want to say the sound one day, of something that is remembered.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you to Ian Cheeseman, um, who was a guest on this podcast in, in our infancy. Um, I want to say thank you to Ian. Wish him well. Um, it's, I don't know if Blue Tuesday is going to continue, if that means they fold the plug on it, or if simply Ian Cheeseman will no longer be the host. Um, Hopefully Blue Tuesday continues, because it's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, But it won't be the same without Ian Cheeseman, if it does. Uh, He has just been a voice of, of not just reason but of, of, of conscience of, of, of. Ian Sheesman is one of the rare journalists in football that ha- is just he's, he's not trying to be the story, he's trying to tell the story the best way he knows how and, and he's responsible in everything that he does and that's why he's such a joy to listen to is because he's plugged in but at the same time, he, he he just knows how to tell a story. And so many journalists insert themselves into the story. Ian Cheeseman was a master at just telling a story. And Manchester City was lucky to have him as a voice um, and, and on the radio calling uh, uh, Man City games. It's not going to be the same without him. I just want to wish him well in his career, whatever his next stop is, or if he's retiring, I want to wish him the best in retirement, but I I just wanted to say thank you, because he helped us out when we were in our infancy, and he will be missed.
1: Absolutely. Um, I cannot tell you, we were, I probably still have the outtakes of that podcast somewhere, and I think both of us were just absolutely giddy that we were just getting to talk our stupid little American podcast going to talk to Ian Cheeseman, the voice of Manchester City. It was, it was something I will take with me and yeah, I,
0: the absolute best. We had so many damn phone calls before that show just of all right, so what are we going to talk to him about? You know, like <laughs> We We did not want to waste the man's time. (laughs) No, no. Or feel like we were, or anything like that. I don't think we've ever put in so much work into a show like the pre-production of the show. Like, we've never... We will probably never again match that, unless, like, Mark Stein comes on. Uh, But, you know we were we were giddy as all hell, man. We were like little school children. And then when he dropped the Joe Hart news on our podcast and we were the first people to ever have that, like, Gray and I were like, did that just happen? Did that just happen on our podcast? Like, did did we just get breaking news on our podcast? Like, like, we, we uh, were gobsmacked is pretty much the best way to put it. And, uh, yeah, man, it it went a little, it went a little oomph to our podcast, if you will. And in that, that, that alone, we could never repay him for. Just, uh, the, the, the validity it gave to our podcast to have somebody on like that, breaking that kind of news, um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I'll ever be that excited about a guest unless like Sergio Aguero comes on the podcast or we get like Martin Tyler or something. Yeah, yeah. it's hard, it's 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 hard to see me being that excited.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well said. So um, we will talk to you with our guests next week. Um, thanks for listening. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon.
0: 18 plus.